cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 14th of November 2008. For all the newcomers tuning in tonight, I advise you to look into cuttingthroughthematrix.com. That's my website and you can go through hundreds of previous talks I've given, going through the histories of this big system called many things, New World Order, Globalism, etc., and I give you the histories of it and give you the shortcuts which help you to understand how it all came about and where it's supposed to go. And once you go through the talks, you'll, you'll find that things will fall into place and make sense for the first time because the media certainly will not tie it up for you. Also look into Alan Watt, sentient, sentinel.eu for transcripts. You can download these, print them up. The written transcripts in the various languages of Europe, and you can pass them around to your friends. And what a farce the world really is, how it's presented to the public. And when people wake up, they get through, they go through different phases. Part of it is like a death of a loved one, when you find out that democracy does not exist. You go through the same process of grieving and anger and resolution hopefully, as you come through it all. It's the same thing. And everything suddenly becomes very clear to you when you realize that the media talks to you as though you were a child. Now, how you talk to children, adults, at least they used to, when adults were together, like mother and fathers and child, they would tell the child enough that they could understand something, but not the whole story, because... It's always been a big, bad world out there in the system, and you can't overload them. However, once you grow up, you can communicate directly and give all the details of the big, bad world to whoever you wish. But it doesn't happen in this world. We're not given the facts of things. We're truly treated like children. And this is management. We are managed. They call it governance now, not government, governance. We are managed by what they think are experts. The ones at the top think of themselves as experts. They truly believe that we're all very, very dim and stupid. And mind you, they've done a lot of work to make sure that we are kind of fitting into that category, especially when we start to emulate the stuff we see on television and chat about the things we're told to chat about. So they do think we're dumb and stupid. It's kind of like breaking the legs of the cow and then they kick the cow because it can't get up. They've crippled the minds of the public by intent. A couple of years ago, I mentioned when, but Hillary, people were asking if she'd ever get in, and I said, well, she'll probably come in through appointment. And apparently that's how it's, it's been played out today. She's being appointed, it seems, at least offered the job of Secretary of State, well, so that's the foot in the door, and from there on, you can appoint her to higher things. And she might very well take over 
if they put the ban in for two terms and he retires early or something, and that'll get her. See, that's what they do in the British Commonwealth system. The, the, the vice president, the president or prime minister often is appointed to be the prime minister when the previous one retires early. There's many ways to do it. But isn't it amazing? These people are groomed for life for the roles that they have to play. And they come out of nowhere. The public have never heard of them. And it's only when you look into the big system at the top of money, power, and connections, and hereditary, do you make the connections. And I'll be back with more after the following break. I am Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Before the break, I was talking about how the British Commonwealth countries tend to get people into office that generally would never have been elected by themselves, at least in the very high positions, and how they turn it over, the role of even Prime Minister to them when the previous one retires. And I wonder if that's what they're going to do with Hillary. And this article is from Sky News today. Obama offers Clinton top job. U.S. President-elect Barack Obama is said to have offered former rival Hillary Clinton the post of Secretary of State, the American equivalent of Foreign Secretary. And you can read it for yourself. I'm sure it's all over in every newspaper article right now, probably written about a month ago, you know, before they picked Obama, you know, or the people think they picked Obama, probably all set to go. Because everything is scripted in advance. And they fix up their dancing partners long, long in advance, we in advance. The last few days I've been talking about the other big real crisis, a real crisis, not the imaginary ones where people can get thousands of scientists together who roll air back and forwards and dissect it with their different theories. But the fact is how we've all been basically poisoned and sterilized through certain chemicals that were known to cause sterilization and malformations, mainly in the male and there's so much data out there about this. It, it, this in itself, you see, is proof of the cover-up or real reasons for it. When something is known to cause these very problems and to be highly toxic and even parts per billion or trillion, even some of them, and they still not only use it but make it mandatory to be used in food preparation and put it in cosmetics for young women and so on, you know there's another purpose behind it. It's not just big bucks. It's not that at all. It's interesting that there's one chemical that's used in face creams and lotions for women. It's called triethanolamine. And it's used by the cosmetic industry and it's also used by the weapons manufacturing chemical warfare industry as well. The same chemical. Why would that be? And there's another one too. It's polycrylamide. Polycrylamide, creams and lotions. Monsanto uses it as a soil conditioner. A soil conditioner. They put it in all these things. But these literally affect the endocrine systems of young women if they get pregnant it basically 
it guarantees that if it's a male around seven weeks in the womb, he will never develop properly and fully as a male and certainly will probably not be fertile when he grows up. Never mind all the other complications that that is given. Again, as I say, it's really astonishing what's been happening. There's one site I found to do with some of these particular pesticides and chemicals that are used by big boys in Monsanto and so on. And it's well worth looking into. It's called Environmental Working Group. Look up their website. The egg goes into cosmetics too, and the phthalates I talked about, they're in all of the these face creams and perfumes and lipsticks the young girls and older women wear too. And what it does, and it gives you all the evidence that's there. Interesting too how they used artificial estrogen, synthetic estrogen, has been a, a mainstay of the food industry since about the 1950s to sterilize bottles and cans and so on. It's an actual pure synthetic estrogen. I can remember that came up a few years ago when Procter and Gamble were found using it. They'd been using it again for 50 years. They helped lead the charge for don't breastfeed your children. It's much more scientific and healthier to use bottles. And they lobbied hard for it, amongst with other ones too. And they've been using this stuff to sterilize the baby jars. And it's still being used today in most of the food industry. These literally block the various male hormones from getting to their targets and developing properly. The whole endocrine system in the male system is shot today because of it. Absolutely shot. So looking to our environmental working group, they have studies there on young females. They found that the ones they tested, every single one of them, had pretty well toxic doses of these hormone simulators in their bodies. We don't even know how long it takes to get rid of them, even if you can get rid of them. When you look at how weapons are delivered, and they call them delivery systems in the chemical warfare industry, you must do the same thing as ethnologists do, the same thing as people who study wildlife and insects and animals. You study their behavior and you find the routines, the routines in their behavior. What do they do? If you want to kill an ant hill off, you're told in the instructions of the poison that you buy where to put it. It tells you how it's carried, it's delivered, it's picked up by ants, brought back into the nest, and from there on it's ingested, etc., and then the whole nest dies off. That's, these are delivery methods and delivery systems. If you want to sterilize and vastly reduce a population, what do you do? You study human nature. What does human nature have in common? Well, every Every young person wants to be attractive to the opposite sex. Every magazine that's out there aimed at young women, and there's 90% of all magazines are aimed at the female with its advertising. 
with all the products and brand products and so on and all the fantastic claims that they give you. And they're never brought up with the lies. They're never charged with misrepresentation of advertising. And young females buy these products and use them. And that's the delivery system into their body. And I've read the statistics off do with how bad it is today in the population worldwide with fewer and fewer males getting born most males today are almost almost sterile and they're not making a big deal out of it why not? because it is the agenda and as we die off they've already set up the mechanisms to bring in a new type of creature and they they call it transhumanism Genetically enhanced, purpose-designed, ideal-designed servants for the new world order. Meanwhile, they use the remnants of the last lot, that's us, to bring it in for them through our taxation, our obedience, our fact that the young men that are alive are only too happy to get into military gear and go off and fight and kill because it's the only place they get any respect as a male in this day and age. So they're all used in turn to bring in this new system. And because nothing can be said to be normal anymore, if normal things must be fairly standard for a long period of time, then there's no normality, you have nothing to compare anything with. And when they introduce the next phase of the new creatures, whatever they happen to look like, or partial genders they might happen to be, they'll just be accepted by the people who are pretty well dumbed down, as I said before, in that article from the other day, the IQ is also dropped, along with the sperm count. Pretty sad story. That's how bad it is. Here's another article I was wanting to read too, and it's from cdapress.com, from Idaho. It says, Huxley's vision arrives in Coeur this is Idaho. We're going to have rifles in Coeur schools, but not copies of Aldo Huxley's Brave New World, question mark. Or is it the juxtaposition, just a wonderful joke, illustrating the more sentient citizenry, how close Huxley's dystopic vision has come to reality? Coeur police last week went before the Coeur school board asking permission for resource officers, resource officers, to bring high-powered rifles into the schools just in case. The rifles, they are more accurate at greater distances and they also will penetrate body armor if the suspect happens to be wearing that, said Captain Ron Clark, supervisor of school resource officers. Granted, we live in violent times and the protection of our children should be first consideration for the educational community, but imagine the plight of the school board if next month it approves officers bringing high-powered rifles into schools each day, while classic literature must be checked at the door. The school board is currently deadlocked two to two on whether or not Huxley's novel passes muster for impressionable young minds. The deadlock certainly impressed newspaper editors across the West. The press story on that school board meeting was picked up in Portland, Olympia, and elsewhere. We don't really care what people in Portland or Olympia think of our backward nature, but we can very much 
We care very much what our children think. We care even more how they think. Huxley was a Britishman who wrote Brave New World in 1932. 1932, Brave New World. As I said before, the title itself was, was he took that from an ancient Greek philosopher who talked about changing and planning a, a future world thousands of years ago. It was inspired in part by an earlier trip to the United States. According to the vintage classic edition of Brave New World, Huxley was outraged by the culture of youth, commercial curiousness, sexual promiscuity, and inward-looking nature of merry Americans. This novel, in fact, ridicules and condemns the very practices that critics filed find so objectionable. Not quite true. That's a spin on Huxley. Looking into his personal life, there's a bit more notoriety. More notoriety. Hi, I am Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix, showing you another side of reality. In fact, it's the only reality there is. It's reality they go to such great lengths to hide from the public. Sometimes they put out in plain view of the public who are not told what they think. They don't think anything at all. And I've talked about this particular article that's coming up before. When they announced they were using a new type of advertising that beams directly into your head in some major cities, including New York. And here's a follow-up to it. It's from Listening Post, December 13th, 2007. Now, this technology was used by the military-industrial complex on unsuspecting individuals for years. And they started to hear voices. Some of them were locked up as schizophrenics. Some of them were driven mad, thinking they were schizophrenic. And now they're using it on the general public. As I say, this article is older, but there's, there's follow-ups to it as well. But not too many, because now they want to get, to get it in and get it accepted and not write much commentary about it. It says, walk by the billboard for the new age, or for the new arts and entertainment show, Paranormal State. Great, great thing to pick for this, this promo. On Prince Street in Manhattan, you'd find yourself targeted by a narrow beam of sound projected from the ad using technology from Holosonics, which specializes in creating audio spotlights that are audible only to the person whose cranium they hit. They aim it right at you. It's possible that not even earplugs will keep the beam out. The sound is contained within your cranium. The voice apparently says... Who's there? Who's there? It's not your imagination. The president and founder of Holosonics, Joe Pompey, where did he get a name like Pompey, denies that his technology is utterly annoying and wrong. If that were his goal, he says, he would have used a loudspeaker instead of the beam. If you set up a loudspeaker on the top of a building, everybody's going to hear the noise, but if you're only directing that sound to a specific viewer, you're never going to hear a neighbor complaint. Uh, for, from the street vendors or pedestrians. The whole idea is to spare other people. Isn't this the way that they present everything to us? That the, the lie? The lie is a twist that's almost plausible that most po- folk get sucked in and believe it. So they're trying to, rather than annoy everyone at once, is to give them peace while they, uh, they attack a certain individual here and there. 
this is so clever. This is a psychopathic way of, of, of getting people to accept what you want to do to them. That's how a psychopath would explain it. He says, yeah, that's the whole idea. Really, is that the whole idea? This technology will be used in stores, on the streets, and will be giving us political guidance shortly and personal guidance shortly. And it will be joined up with the big TV screens that they already have in the, the malls in Britain and some other countries where if you drop litter, the voice comes out and tells you, hey, you, yeah, you, and then you're up on that big screen and everybody stops and stares at you because you're on that big screen. And it'll be pumping information right into your thick head. And they get away with this. They get to do this. Why? Because I've told people before, there's no such thing as real private enterprise at that level of technology. During the Cold War, in fact, really during World War II, many front organizations in, in the Commonwealth countries, they call them shell companies, shell organizations, or crown corporations, were set up. And even today, the CBC cannot do a documentary on it of trying to get information on these crown or shell corporations. And all they're told is that a certain amount of people are given shares, but it's not available to the general public. These corporations are high-tech as part of the military-industrial complex. You could never allow a true competitor to come into that field because he might find, that, find some new technology that you haven't got. Therefore, technology is suppressed when this stuff comes out as part of warfare strategy. And it will be part of the control mechanisms to keep the people placid as part of the technotronic warfare that Brzezinski talked about it. Technotronics deals with the ability to project thoughts directly into the mind through acoustical methods, voice-to-skull methods, and literally electronic empathy, we sometimes call it, straight into your mind. This is all part of the same system. And because it's been given permission from very top sources, don't hear mayors coming out and complaining about this or anyone else. Why not? Because they all get their orders from higher sources. That's the real system in which we live. Now we'll go to the phones now, and we've got Rick from California. Are you there, Rick? Yes, um, I'm here, Alan. Yes. Um, I, um, I wanted to uh, bring up two things. Uh, um, it, the first thing I wanted to say was, um, well, how, how are things going over there with you? How, how's the spraying and all that? Ah, the spraying is pretty heavy. And <laughs> even when it's cloudy, um, they're just still spraying into the clouds there, and the stuff's coming down, you know. Yeah, we're getting sprayed here. My mom's getting sick from it. You know, every time they spray, she starts getting colds and stuff. Yes. Oh, can I stay on the line till the? Or is sure it, did I hear a commercial? I thought I heard a commercial. Oh. We'll be back after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, 
Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix and we still have Rick on the line from California. There, Rick. Yes, I'm here. Let's go ahead. Oh, yeah. The, well, the first thing I want to say to the listeners is, um, uh, you know, why, uh, why you should support Alan Watt, why, why I just sent a donation is because, I mean, there are many, many movements and groups out there that you could support or donate to that are fighting this cause or that cause or leftist this or right, right that. But the only way to really... Get any, really, the only way to really um, change things, we have to get a new system, and and you're, you, you, Alan, are the only one who pulls it all together, you know, in in a concise way, um, all the information. And we need Alan, we need you more than ever now because of, of the of the um, you know because it's going to be harder for people to wake up under Obama than it is than it was under President Bush. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, there's so, no doubt. There's no doubt we're going into the. The, the big push for the world plan society now, it's all coming together. And you, you'll find now the big push is on for, for nationalized medicine. And that really is just an authority which is going to put more poisons by law into your body by decree. And uh, you're going to have forced inoculations and so on. And we know what it's been done, doing to us this far. I've been doing shows on this kind of stuff. And it's, it's going to bring the population down even more drastically. This is how they do it. And it's a horrible thing for the average person to even contemplate. But until you get over that stage of disbelief, uh, you're a goner. And yeah. we have to realize that they're actually doing uh, this. This is the eugenics program at work. It's, it's alive and well. Yeah. Oh, and then what, another thing I want to bring up, um, I found a book called um, Tertium Organum by Uspensky, in 1924, I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Yes. But, but um, in, it, in it, he says, uh, the, the Russian scientist says, this is a quote from him, uh, the introductory word to our forthcoming labors, it will be most proper to de- dedicate to the excursions of scientific thought and its search for the image of the world. The, necess- the necessity for scientific research along this path will become clear if we turn to the covenants of our high priests of science. Yep. These covenants convey the deep motives of active service to natural science and to men. It is useful to express them in our time wherein thought is preeminently directed to the questions of the organization of life. Let us remember the credo of the natural scientist to establish the authority of man over energy and time and space. And then later on it says, The steersmen of science will be ceaselessly vigilant despite the felicity of its voyage. Above him shall invariably shine the stars by which he finds his way upon the ocean of the unknown. And then um, further, uh, another part, he talks about, um, you know, uh, the, uh, this augmentation of knowledge gives a sufficient number of images for the construction of the world, but they destroy its architecture as that is known to us and create, as it were, a new order extending far in its free lines beyond the limits. It's just like what you're talking about, Al. Mm-hmm. It's like science being a religion. It, it is. A, oh, it is a religion. I mean, you... If you go into science, most science that's given at least to the public is based on theory, which is a guess. And, yeah. and yet the theories are taught as fact, and it's almost, well, it is, it's heresy if you, if you go against or question the theory. Uh, and they, they claim now that uh, they can direct the future of the world, the planet, and humanity itself by their knowledge, and it's utterly bogus, basically. They are a new priesthood, there's no doubt about it, and they are given, they're now given the power by governments of an official priesthood. Yeah. Yeah, they use the word summon in here, and I was thinking of what you said, that science is like seance. It is, oh yeah. yeah. It is. It, what was fascinating about science, too, you look at some of the big scientists that they've given us, 
although many of them were just given the titles and that more of a political role like Einstein, um, he couldn't read anything about science unless it was stuck in front of his nose. He couldn't ad lib uh, without notes in front of him. But most of his talks were all about politics because that's why they, they brought him out onto the world stage. You'll find that with most of them. Um, the, the real science is, is, is simply stolen science. In fact, Einstein got his job or his position because he worked for the patent office in Switzerland and he stole enough patents for his bosses so they made him a famous person. That was the reality of it. His school teachers and school masters all wrote about uh, the fact that that he was classed as an idiot in school. Wow. And suddenly, suddenly he's a genius. So, you know, if you serve your bosses well, they'll make you anything that you want to be. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, before I go, or actually after after I go, can you just um, uh, mention, um, uh, you know, can you, can you talk about or just. Uh, about Uspensky and Gurdjieff, I was wondering if you, what you know about them or, or what you have. To say. Well, they belonged, yeah, they, yeah, they belonged to to some of the the ex Rosicrucian type societies. A lot of branches came out of them, and mm-hmm. they were into all kinds of weird and wonderful theories. And they also believed in eugenics, mind you, because all Freemasonic societies do, as part of their mandate, is to improve man himself through means scientific and otherwise. And uh, Gurdjieff uh, was a proponent of many of the things that eventually Adolf Hitler did. You find a lot of them uh, were all for this quest to create a master race of perfect supermen. Uh, So he endorsed a lot of those things because he did believe in it. But they also believe in some really weird stuff that comes from Hinduism. They believe that that there are cycles or great ages and that the inferior man must be destroyed. He cannot be allowed to come into the new age or he'll bring the, the superior ones down. He, so once again, he was an advocate of basically getting rid of the inferior type humanity. And uh, there's books out there on this. One of them is called Morning of the Magicians, written by a guy who I think himself believed in all this stuff. But he believed in the theory of ice and fire, the very concept that the Nazi hierarchy like him, Himmler uh, believed in. Uh, the concept of these two opponent forces always in conflict, ice and fire, and the doctrine of ice and fire that goes pretty deeply into the, the mysteries in which they believe. So you should read that stuff up for yourself, but don't don't get swayed or conned by it either. Oh, no, he mentions a man of a higher type in here, and I recognize, oh, yep, eugenics. He talks about Superman and, you know. Yes, so. that's right. It's always been the same dream, the same agenda. And you understand, too, that at the top of all masonry, um, you have royalty. Yeah. And so you have an elite that, that is based on eugenics with special breeding and the accumulation of wealth and power. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Alan, for, for talk, talking about that. Yeah, thanks for calling. You're welcome. Now, Kyle in Connecticut, are you there, Kyle? Hi, Alan. Hi. I, uh, I finally ordered your book. Uh, the first volume. Yes. And uh, it's funny, I, I, I don't watch cable TV too much, but I turned on the TV and they're pushing this pregnant man gives birth to a girl. Have oh, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I, I read something a couple of years ago from Australia where their healthcare system is socialized and, and claiming poverty, and here they were spending millions on, on trying to find a way to get a man pregnant. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like Alien Nation, that show back in the 80s. 
Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, it's just, it's good to hear, you know, somebody talking sense out of all this nonsense going on in the world. Well, see, that's, uh, you've hit the nail on the head, though, because you see we're going through all these, they call them transitions, meaning um, mind shifts and acceptance of things that have been pushed in our faces by law and mandated until there's no normal left. And now they're bringing forth all kinds of weird and wonderful, wacky things because we cannot compare it to anything that's normal. We accept rapid change now. Anything is normal. And that's what they call flux. They have to get the, the people into a state of flux and no normalcy. When that happens, they can rampage ahead, full steam, and bring out all new kinds of, of uh, genetically created creatures and humanoids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sick. And uh, I would just, I had some questions about, um, you know, how to, how to break people of all this stuff. Because, you know, you mentioned uh, Orwell and his doublethink, and it's sickening to watch somebody go through that where, they have one view one second and then could have a yeah. diametrically view the next second. Yes. And they don't even notice. They don't notice. They, and they can hold two opposing views in their mind at the same time on the same topic. They can do it. And they cannot see the dilemma of that. So you, you see, they've not been taught to reason. And this is very true. For, we've had 50 years of expert guidance. And the media tells us what to think. They bring on the experts all the time. And people simply choose which expert they want to believe. But they always give you two opposing opinions with the experts. So you end up with double think. And so you're in a schizoid state. And once you are programmed that way, to accept it this way, you will never come to a a resolute, uh, accurate conclusion by using reason. So the, the intent of it all was to eradicate your ability for reasoning powers. And they've been very successful with the public. This was a, a, a scientific technique that was well debated long ago. Yeah, I mean, I have the cable company uh, trying to get a, a static IP, and they want to install a black box inside yes. my house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even though I know that my router can be configured uh, with, you know, any address they give me, they, mm-hmm. they still want their, their box in my house. Yes, and, and that's what it's coming down to if you want access to anything. And they're making the computer, and this was the intent of it, uh, essential for everyone to survive in this system because we're going into a cashless system, and everyone um, is putting their information on the computer. That's essential for total uh, government control. Uh, they must have knowledge of what you're doing per day, per moment, uh, etc., uh, now they're putting out the, the, their dictates. They're, they're telling you, well, if you want this, you've got to take this with it, and this is just the price you pay. But we've had years of accepting this. Look at every program that you, you buy, and you have to, you have to accept this, this uh, legality at the beginning before you can use the darn thing. Uh, that was all preparation to get us to accept the, the physical hardware that comes along with stuff that's coming out now. We accept it without question. Most folk will accept cameras in their houses because that's the ultimate goal. And the American Psychological Association wrote about that uh, quite a few years ago in their main journal. They said they were pushing for a, for a world state where people will, will be monitored 24 hours a day by cameras in every room in their home. That is, the, that is where they're going with it. Yeah. 
then they bring in all the reality shows and, and the youngsters who already have no idea of privacy. They put everything about them, themselves up on MySpace. Yeah. Uh, want to emulate these characters they see on the reality shows, so they stick cameras in all the rooms. <laughs> and they used to have to burn the books to get things down to memory hole. Now, you know, they could just erase a page and everybody forgets about it. That's right. I've read articles from mainstream scientific magazines that were pulled. They vanished the following day. So you're right, yeah. It's a wonderful... You see, people think they're getting more information. They might be getting more data, which is just useless knowledge. It's not even knowledge. It's just data. But they're not getting accurate information. And that's the key to it. Uh, most things, even a lot of books that are going up on e-books, uh, have... I've read one book from the Club of Rome, and the e-book version had 30 pages missing out of it. Just deleted. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's how it's simple it's done. A, a, a quite a, a simple technique of altering reality, remove the information. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for going on five days a week, and I'll continue to support you, and I look forward to reading your other books. Well, thanks for calling. Thanks. And before going to the next call, I'll, I'll just mention, too, remember that you bring me to you. You're the only ones who do this because I don't ask for money on any of the shows I've been on. And you support me. You can buy the, my books, my DVDs, CDs, and so on. And you can also donate to me, and that keeps me going. Don't depend on someone else doing it for you. That's the lazy man's way out. And you, you lose in the end. I, I simply won't do it if not enough comes in. And it doesn't matter how much you donate either. Because if you have enough people donating, even at $2 or $3 a month, uh, that will add up. You don't have to be a big spender. Although I don't, I don't uh, put those ones off either if there's any out there. But uh, people will donate. Uh, they'll donate to fascinating shows, the ones that tell them that, that they can have out-of-body experiences and go on fantastic voyages and stuff, stuff that, that really mixes the conspiracies with the New Age. And they'll pay big bucks to, to listen to that. But you give this stuff for free, and they soak it up, but uh, they won't send you a dollar. Well, that's your choice. That is your choice. Uh, you can either have entertainment or you can have facts. Facts might save your life and, and save your people, but entertainment will not. No. So we'll, we'll go on to the next caller now, and we've got uh, David. Uh, is it David in South Carolina? Hello, Alan. Hello. Hey, it's good to speak with you again. How are you doing? All right. Uh, yeah, and I'm also glad that you're on five days a week. And uh, I'm on disability, and I just went through a slump because I want to help you out as best I can. I tr <laughs> if you have to go back into private teaching, I'll be your apprentice, okay? <laughs> Seriously. I've, I've got lots who will do that. They'll come and, oh, and yeah. certainly pay for it. But then that means the rest of the people can't get the info. And, and we are at a, cr a crucial. This is the most critical stage we've been at for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's the pinnacle point where we tip over into the abyss. And if the public don't get it now, it's game over for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I give your link to everyone I know, you know, to check your show out and listen to it and everything. And uh, there's a few people I know that have tuned in to you and are paying attention. Yeah. And are starting to come around. And, uh, you know, your your work is just incredible to me. You know, uh, you, you, do, you, do, you fill the gaps that a lot of people just have no clue about. I know. Uh, and uh, I really I appreciate so it. There's a lot of stuff, too, It's thrown out for, for even the patriot movement to, to, to wrap their minds around and get lost in as well. You've got to, if you're in a war, you've got to look at priorities. Uh -huh. And you've got to Observe, take one... Observe, orient, decide, act. Yeah. You've got to always... 
see what's coming first, what's going to kill you first, what's the biggest threat, and, then get, and everything falls into a descending order from there. Yeah. And we can't be diverted but with the trivia that's thrown out there for us all to gobble up. Exactly. Um, this is sort of a diversion from, uh, well, I guess Mr. Winston Smith has been pretty busy yeah. lately, the deleting, uh, deleting pages and everything. <laughs> but anyway, this is something a little different. Uh, but just something I think you might would know about. You and I have spoke about this before, considering that the there's more than likely it was an ancient civilization, mm-hmm. and you know the elites at least believe that that you know they were the descendants of that or whatever. Um, and it's it's all in all likelihood there was, you know. I mean the Sphinx is like ten thousand years old or something. I think. I don't doubt there's been previous society, civilizations. What? No, no, no. In fact, just look at the massive standing stones across the, the planet and the, mm-hmm. the Neolithic stuff and so on. And you look at the walls of Peru, and there's no doubt about it. We're far, far older. The trick was with Darwin is to try and say we weren't that old mm-hmm. because he didn't want you to know that, that there was accumulated knowledge for, from eons that had been passed down through a few. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, there's no doubt about it. Nations and, and civilizations have risen and fallen. In fact, the more advanced the civilization, the easier it is to destroy it. Exactly, and that's kind of the point I'm getting to here is that uh, the, uh, you know, uh, what, in your opinion, would have been probably what brought down the last uh, so-called gold age or whatever, um, that was a genetic yes. environment. Well, hold on and we'll come back after this break if we can touch on that. Hi, I am Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix talking to David from South Carolina who's talking about the old idea of the golden ages and maybe there have been golden ages for a few in different times, even today, with all of its mayhem. This is all a golden age for those at the very top who live in incredible luxury. Don't get patted down as you travel from country to country in their special multi-million dollar jets. They live like kings, as they always have. And uh, it's interesting, too, the whole idea of the golden age. It's much deeper a golden age. There's a, a metaphysical side to it, too. And there's also the physical side to it and to do with its collapse as well. But even the golden, uh, the golden age also goes by the, the, the age of Kronos. And Kronos really is Saturn. He is the one who is the reaper. He cuts time between ages. His symbol is the scythe. And that's why the communists use the scythe, which is also the Nazi for the new moon. And you'll see the star off to the above it. There's always a sun comes at the birth of a new age but it's much much deeper than that as well and you can't really go into it in depth uh, in a few minutes uh, maybe one day I'll give some talks on the theology behind it again it ties into the theory of the, the four previous Aryan races and the fifth to come and the doctrine of fire and ice as they call it I might touch on it one day now we'll go mm-hmm. to we've got Jared in New York are you there Jared? Hello, Hello Jared. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's yes. up? How you doing? Not so bad. I'm I'm hanging in on a very damp day. Yeah, yeah and, and you're all mad. I'm doing five days a week. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, 
uh, I, I, um, I've been learning a lot about the uh, the capitalistic way of uh, the, and, and the words how they encode everything. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I tell you, it, it'll drive you crazy. Yeah, like, literally. Single, yeah, it, I work it, in a beer distributor. I look at all the and everywhere. It's like I am God. I'm this. I'm Ra. Ra. All, it's, all the colors. Yes. Symbols. Everything. It's That's like, right. It's like wow. And, yeah, um, it's, 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 it's a roller coaster yeah. and different levels of understanding. If you understand them, most folk get waylaid by the exoteric, which is colorful and yeah. fascinating. And because of that, they never suspect there's even as an esoteric side yeah. to it. Uh, that's how even religious books are written, too. Yeah, exactly, because the religious books, these guys, I know the Christians, Muslims, they read these religious books, and it's right there in front of them. Like, the truth, yeah. like, there's some truth. Yeah. It's right there in front of them. Like, I don't know if you ever heard of, uh, they call them five percenters. It's like, um, it's like an offshoot of, uh, of Islam. Mm-hmm. They say like they say uh, Allah, you know, Allah and Muslim is arm, leg, leg, arm, he- arm, yeah. head. Mm-hmm. And you know they, and the Muslims say, oh, Muslim, uh, Allah is master of the universe or Lord of the universe, and Allah is just arm, leg, leg, arm. It's man, yeah. you master, you know, master of yourself, know yourself. It's mm-hmm. right there. And, and also, if you say Allah or Allah, uh-huh. it's also how is the silent H that there as well often. It's it's the sun. Yeah. And I really, I've been understanding this uh, esoteric. Like you said, it's like by knowing yourself. Yes. Under deep understanding, I'm, and I'm understanding. Uh, that, that's where the understanding comes from. Yeah. All so right. Th- thanks for calling. I can hear the music coming in now. And with the close of the show, so from Hamish and myself in a very damp, sprayed Ontario night, it's good night, and may your God or your gods go with you.